This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Hey everybody, this is Gary Vay, Nerd Chuck, and this is episode 314 of the Ask Gary V Show, and I'm extremely excited to have this guest here. Uh, I've seen some of Noor's content on the internet. I'm do- I actually don't know the backstory, uh, which is what I usually do when I have guests on, so I'm gonna be hearing the origin story of how she has amassed this enormous attention in her region and all over the world, and more fun, be- we were just getting ready for the episode, Last night in New York, there was really difficult summer lightning thunder uh, weather and we were both somewhere else and uh, I drove from Toronto to New York for nine hours last night and you drove from Michigan Michigan to to New New York. York. How long was your drive? Nine hours and something. We're so symbiotic on this Friday. (laughs) Nor, why don't you tell everybody your full name, what you do, what you're about, a little bit about yourself, and then we'll get into some questions. And everybody who's watching live, start putting your phone numbers in and what you want to ask about. Andy K will take some questions. I want to do a little bit more questions than we've been doing lately. Okay. So my name is North Stars. Why don't you put uh, the oh. mic to you because I've noticed people have been is it like about this? that. So I'm uh, to do am I good now? Yeah, I think okay. probably just a hint of Hi. It. Yeah, good. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes, so, North Stars. <clears throat> My name is Noor Stars. I'm uh, a YouTuber. I started on YouTube, actually. Uh, when? 2014, when I first moved to the United States. It was, I was in high school. And actually, I started... Uh, Sinan asked me something about like English that I learned by myself. When I first moved to the United States, my English was really um, basic. But sure. basic in a very early basic. You know, like I knew bread... Tomato, how are you? My name is Lola. Yes. And you know, in high school... Where did you grow up? Where were you born? So I was born in Iraq. Yep. And then we left from Iraq to Syria as refugees. Yes. And then um, I grew up like in Syria and then the war happened in Syria. We left from Syria to Turkey as also our refugees. I lived also in Turkey for like a couple of years and then we came to America as our refugees. Right, so you're a triple refugee. Yeah. Amazing. (laughs) I know. And You You know, I came to America as a refugee. Yeah, and that's what that that's why like I can relate to you when you talk about like starting from zero and coming to this country. You came here with your family. You started from zero. You worked so hard, and look at you now. So that inspires me a lot, Gary. And that's it. why like I'm here now because I love you a lot. Thank you very much, Norris. Like, really. I love you back. So you come to the U.S. You're getting how which you know you're young the whole time. Yeah. But out of my own curiosity, because I'm so fascinated by this story. Which was the biggest culture shock? I know you were young all along, but was the jump from Iraq to Syria, Syria to Turkey, Turkey to the US, what was the biggest difference? Turkey. From Syria to Turkey. From Syria to Turkey. Why? Because I was... Um, Even more than Turkey to US. Yes. Go ahead. Because Turkey was very um, shocking to me. It's a new language. Yes. It's not English. Right. I had to learn a new language from zero to communicate with people. Right. And I was very young. I went to Turkey when I was like 14, 15-ish. It was my first job there. It was very tough as a refugee. Yes. It's literally you have, you're by your own, like by yourself, you know? And I found myself very responsible i mean in syria i was i was very responsible girl growing up because i i grew up with a single mom but in turkey it's like my mom couldn't help me because she doesn't know how to help me so it's like i have to help everyone and that's why it was the the hardest america though i was kind of ready for it because i already learned a lot in turkey so that why that's why turkey was hardest it's really cool yeah so you get here Mm -hmm. and you go where uh first i went to see seattle 
Yep. But not Seattle, like it's a small city around Seattle. Washington you know, State. Washington State, yeah. Okay. They usually, when you're a refugee, they put you in like a small city. Yep. Just so you get acclimated. Yeah. Uh, but it, was, it wasn't easy. It was tough. So we moved to Michigan because it has more Arabs. Okay. And my mom at least can like communicate. Yeah, of course. So I started in Michigan high school. Awesome. And my English was very basic. And I love to talk, Gary. (laughs) That's why I'm a YouTuber. I feel like that's what helped me become such a good YouTuber because... I fear losing my voice more than dying. Yeah, right? Like if I couldn't talk, that would just be like... That's it, we're done. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'd probably do some Stephen Hawkins and like figure it out, but like... It would crush my soul. Yes, I love to talk. I mean, high school's already tough to begin with for people that grow up here. Was like, how was your Michigan high school experience? Oh my God, yeah, as you said, it's tough by itself. So yes. imagine being in high school without the language. Yes, and course. people talk and I'm like, oh, what are you saying? I wanna understand, <laughs> like, oh, what, what is this? And I went to high school with the mindset of um, like a Middle Eastern Arab girl, okay. so it's like, what is he saying? No, I see. Flirting? What's flirting? Yes, I don't get it. Like, no. So <laughs> I was kind of aggressive and with no language. So right. it, was, it was a hard time. Yes. And I remember I went to my teacher and I was like, look, man, like I need to speak. He's, he keep teaching me like grammar. What what can I do with the grammar? The grammar doesn't help. So, Sentences. Yeah, I, I want to talk, talk right? Yes. I want to speak. And I'm like, I need to speak. I want to talk to you. And he goes like, you have to do extra work. I'm like, I'm ready. Give me the extra work. Yeah, you're like, I- worked in turkey bro yeah like i want to learn the uh-huh. language and he goes like here like there's these websites and listen to music and lyrics yep. and movies and all of that and then youtube and he gave me like something on youtube and that's when i start like binge watching youtube mm. and i kind of like i watched youtube before but not focus watching youtube mm-hmm. and when i moved to america i had a lot of free time sure. like so i used it i watched a lot and i remember i remember the first youtuber and youtube video that i watched for a youtuber that m- made me like wait what, what is, is this, this? Exactly. That's it cool. was uh, for Michelle Phan. You know Michelle Phan? Yes, of course. She's one of the OGs. Yeah, of I met her last year in uh, VidCon. I waited for her. That's awesome. And she came, she's like, hi. And I, I, I was with the Middle East uh, team from like Facebook and yes. uh, Instagram. And I'm like, guys, leave. I'm here for something. And they were like, what's up? And I met her. That's awesome. And I'm like, you don't understand. Your video, the Spanish makeup, bread make. I still remember the video. That was the moment where I was like, that's so cool. And I want to do that. I always wanted to do like, I always wanted to be in the entertainment industry, but everyone told me it's impossible because I'm an Arab girl. First of all, yes, I'm aware. First of all, I'm aware of the political climate in America. So this is first of all, not only in America, it's yeah, just the culture. Right. You know, it's, yeah. it's hard for a girl. Yeah. Like when I started YouTube, girls were only showing their hands on the internet. Mm-hmm. No, like rarely you see a girl with her face. So it's it's. You from, mean- in my culture, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's hard. Like now, it's better. Now I yes. see girls on YouTube and on social media, and I'm yep. like, wow. Like it's really we we kind of like help changing this mindset, and we're still like trying to, but like from all aspects, it's like nor impossible. Like at, go study, med, like become a doctor. Yep. You're good at school, and I was really good at school. Yep. Like um, straight A student, typical Arab family. <laughs> But honestly, I did it for my mom because I want her to be proud. Of course. So I always like get A's and yeah, become a doctor. That's it. But that's not what I loved. I didn't want to. So what happened next? You saw the Michelle Pham video. Yeah. How quickly before you made your first video? Very quick. The next day? Yeah. Literally. I made a video and I remember looking at it and being like, oh my God, I'm going to put my face on the internet 
You know what I mean? Like I used to put my face on Facebook on private, only specific people see. Of course, of course. It's cultural. From that. But you also were recognizing that you were in a new environment in the US that did change. It's like, it would have been yeah. far harder to do that. And I was so lonely, Gary. Yeah, of course. Honestly, I, it was a lonely time for me. Look, you know, listen, I know you know my content. Like a lot of the stuff I say, yeah. you know, is counter to what parents and grownups are assuming. Yeah. They, they don't understand all the benefits and virtues yeah. of the digital landscape. They focus on negatives. Yeah. Like, they're like, you know, they don't, kids don't know how to talk to each other without using technology. I'm like, Yes, but like, what about you sitting lonely in Michigan? In 1987, you would have stayed lonely. Yeah, I was so lonely and like very alone. I was like, no English. Yep. And that's why I started in Arabic. Because I oh, started, yeah, I started in my yeah, language, right. the language right. that I can you, do. And even though it was tough, like <laughs> I was one of the first girls on like YouTube showing their faces. Yep. And I remember thinking, oh my God, I'm gonna put this in the internet. But at the same time, I was saying to myself, I can't always make it a, pri a private. Yeah, of course. So it's not gonna you can go adjust. viral. Who's gonna watch it? You know, when you tell yourself, yeah. who's gonna watch it? And then I, I uploaded it and I went and I came back and I saw views and people commenting. I got, of course, I got hate from people saying, why is this girl here? But also I got a lot of girls supporting me and that's what's shocking for me. It's like, girls, no, we love you. Don't stop. We want you. We want you to create more videos. And I made my second video and I made my third video and there was no money. I didn't know of course, the money the, part. That wasn't the point. No, I was in high school. How, I, how often did you post at that point? Not much. When I first started. Like I, once a month? I don't remember, but like not once a month because I enjoyed it. Yeah. I loved it. So yep. it's not maybe more than that. And I got to a point where I was the first YouTuber like at least in the Middle East, that was posting three times a week. And other YouTubers, like that was doing YouTube at the time, they were like, why is this girl posting three? Because usually they post once a week, once every two weeks. And I'm like, I love it. I'm going to post more and more. And that's I when it. I passed everyone. Like I start passing people like that has big numbers or like been on YouTube for years. And I'm like, boom, boom. And, and they text me. I remember like one YouTuber, he was like bigger than me and I tried to like talk to him and he's like, he didn't talk to me. And then when I passed him, he contacted me. He's like, what tags do you use for your video? And I'm like, wait a minute, tags? What's tags? You know the tags that they, you put? Yes, I've heard of tags. Now I know, but, but like, I don't know tags back then. I'm like, tags? What's tags? And then I Googled, what's tags? Like, because <laughs> I didn't know. He's like, oh yeah, you must doing something. I'm like, man, I don't have money. Like they thought, you know, I'm not even, I don't have money. When I first started, I don't have money to do anything. I'm just posting and. The, the big misconception is quality content yeah. is always underrated. People always think it's tactics. And look, listen, as somebody who won on not the tactics, as I've built out capabilities, whether it's thumbnails or titles or understanding, of course it's part of the equation, but the art is such a big part of the game yeah. and most people focus on the math Yeah. Um, and you were winning on the art. Yeah, it's just like I was creating content that I really love and enjoy and it was new to YouTube. So people weren't like thinking it will do well, but it did really good. And what was new about it? Like I would just talk to the camera and like just rant or tell them something that happens to me. How, how? Story, but that wasn't the story time. time. Yeah. But I was telling them story and they loved it, you know? What, uh, when did you switch from Arabic to English on your channel? I don't ha I don't make English videos. You don't? No. To this day. To this day. It's oh, I only didn't know Arabic, that. yeah. Have you've never made one? Have you thought about it? I thought 
about it actually. Or, or you know, one of the things that I'm always fascinated with, a lot of the content at VaynerMedia, you know, obviously an enormous Latino population growing and Spanish speaking in America, yeah. and for a lot of brands, we're doing Spanglish. Have you ever thought yeah. about doing a video that mixes both languages? You know, so at home, yeah. when I speak with my parents, we'll start a sentence in English and finish it in Russian. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you'll start telling the story in Russian and you'll finish it in English. Or you'll literally go back and forth within mid-sentences. We, right? yeah. You so like, do you, have you, I think that, I think that's something worth debating. And if nothing else, if you think back to your earliest days, one of the things that very successful YouTubers, Instagrammers, people that create content get caught up in is they know at this point of maturity, you're now five years later, you know what works. Yeah. And subconsciously you're at your most least creative place because you're maximizing on you knowing what worked, yet it was you knowing nothing in the beginning that gave you the foundation. That's so true. And I'm trying to encourage more. I, I spoke at a YouTube offsite uh, and it was all, all the, you know, it was a crew of who's who yeah. and I was like the best thing all of you can do is make a video tomorrow that you know won't work. Wow, I like that. Yeah, because you know what works. Like I know if I'm making a video, I know it's gonna get five millions or 10 millions or one million. You're subconsciously already so close to it. Yeah. Which is what's stopping you from making an English video even though you should. Do you think so? You know how many people don't speak Arabic? I know a lot. <laughs> <I know. laughs> yes, I think so. And I live in America. That's why people like when I, I talk and, to them. And like, more importantly, here. like there's so many girls like you guys who want to see both. Yeah. There's a 14 year old girl right now in the in suburbs of London, who she's 14 and in her household the Arabic language has not been upheld as yeah. much. Yeah, yeah. And she's 90 percent American. With, excuse me, English speaking. She has 10 percent nuance of Arabic words, and she can't watch you because you talk too fast and have too much of vo vocab, and she doesn't understand. <laughs> no, I think I think. Look, I think both of us fought to be here today. Yeah, and I think I know. you never know why. And I and I appreciate you've always given me a lot of love and have sent nice messages and good vibes and stuff of that uh, nature. I love but you, Gary. but you know I that. really genuinely think. If anything, you producing English or English Arabic mix content on YouTube ASAP is super important. I I was thinking of opening like an English channel. Don't. No. Try. In my channel. There's on nothing this... that's what's. Listen, you know this. You know that the five years ago girl knows this. Yeah. Nothing's gonna happen. On my channel, it's hard, you know, because like it's Arabic. It's not. And some people don't speak it's English. Not. It's not. You're pandering to the current viewership. Yeah. yeah. It's not hard. If 88% of them can't understand the English, yeah. you're opening up yourself to the rest of the world. Yeah. I'm just like, because I worked so hard to, for the channel to Do you genuinely point. believe a singular video of you making English eliminates all you've worked hard with? No. I just posted a piece of content on my Instagram an hour ago that says, I hate dogs. <laughs> I have hundreds of people right now actively replying in my comments saying unfollow, unfollow, unfollow. Yeah. I'm not scared of that. I'm trying to make a point of more love with each other. Yes. It's not that I hate dogs. No, I'm not the biggest fan of dogs. I love but like, dogs, Gary. That's, well, listen, that's great. <laughs> I, I, I love dogs. <laughs> I love the New York Jets. I mean, like everyone's allowed to love different things. Yeah. My big point is though, I posted it and the team sent it to me and they didn't even put an asterisk and they didn't even, like the way they wanted to go about it, I would have really lost. And, and I'd be, be community managing right now but even the way I hedged it, but what I knew when I posted it is, if I can help one person 
become a kinder person to another person, it's worth the thousands of people that I lose. Yeah. You're looking at defense. You're saying to yourself, I've worked so hard to do this that if I do something in English, I may lose something. Yes. The algorithm, subscribers, some people that don't want me to do English. Yes. What you're not thinking about is all the people that you'd be bringing in. Yeah. When you have nothing, you have nothing to lose, which is why you're most creative. When you have something, you lose your creativity because you have something to lose. The words out of your mouth was, I worked so hard. Yes, I did actually. And that's the thing, after reaching 10 millions, Gary, my goal was to reach 10 millions and get the diamond play button because I was the first to get it in the Middle East. Okay. So people, like, even when we have events with YouTubers and I would tell them I want the diamond play button, they would laugh at me because they're like, oh, no, no one did it before you and we don't know if the, there's that many channels in the Middle East. You know, we're, we're not. I understand. So they, they thought I'm crazy for a while and I did it. And I was so happy when I received the diamond play button. But then after that, I had like um, a period of time where I'm like, what's next? Lord, it's because you're making too many decisions on outside variables. Like how? Easy. I've never thought about a single number financially or YouTube or subscribers like or anything because the reason you're not putting out a piece of English content yeah. is you're pandering something to the outside versus the only reason you had that feeling of emptiness or what's next or what's the next goal, yeah. whether it's good grades to make your mom happy, whether it's subscribers, whether it's, listen, I love proving people wrong. I, I, I can tell that you're very driven by that. That's a great thing. Yeah, I love that. that, that achieves a lot. But at this point, if you're able to start changing it a little bit and make it about what you're trying to accomplish, yeah. what do you want to say? How much impact do you, listen, if, if, you're, if you want to impact, right? Yes. Like, like when you have this big of an audience that you have right now, yeah. I'm sure you walk around knowing uh, some sort of feeling of a sense of responsibility. Definitely. Uh, a, a sense of ambition, yeah. a sense of knowing, wow, I can really make a difference. Yeah. You're limiting yourself by not also using English since you're, I wish I spoke all these. If I spoke Mandarin and I spoke Arabic, I'd be going nuts. <laughs> I'm actually trying to, like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like devastated yeah. that I can't speak Arabic. I was just in Qatar the other day, right? Yeah. And I was like, man, I, like, anytime when I'm in Singapore, like, I, I wish I could speak those languages for the sole reason that I don't transcribe to all these channels so that I could put it on my channel. Here's why, no one piece of content could ever undo all your hard work. Yeah. See. It's, See what? You have a point. Oh, I'm aware I have a point. Yeah. <laughs> I'm curious about what's stopping you. See, the thing is like, I feel like I'm under pressure. Makes sense. Cause like, I represent the Middle East YouTubers. Which and is I'm amazing. Scared if I do it in English, then they might think that, oh my God, like she's leaving her culture. Or how like, many, how many, so listen, that makes so much sense to me. Yeah. And honestly, this was the first moment that I'm like, oh, this is why she won. The fact that you're brave enough to tell the truth right now yeah. already excites the shit out of me about you. Thank you. That makes a ton of sense. Couple things. There's a load of people in the Middle East who speak English too. I know this because I don't speak Arabic and when I go there and I love going there, I'm able to communicate with almost every person. Yeah. English is, a is one of the universal languages. 
Yeah, that's and, why I wanted to do English content because I'm like, I want to reach everyone. I want I want to be able to the, speak to the, the world. The, the other thing is, you're so young and have such a big platform. We need to be in a place where we don't have to create separate channels because we're scared of the negative. We need to start creating we content within our channels yeah. so that we make things more inclusive. Yeah. Like you have such a big thing. You speak both. Yeah, and I speak some Turkish. I'm sure you did. Sanam was all pumped about it. Yeah. Like, like, you know, like, like, he was happy. And he speaks a little Thai. Like, and so I think, you know, like, I think, listen, I can't encourage you enough to try it. Here's why. You already know the right answer. You remember your first video? Mm-hmm. You remember when you said to yourself, I could always make it private? Yeah. You could always not make another English video on your Arabic channel. Wow, oh my God, I love that. He's like, you can't, oh, so try it. You know what, I'm gonna try it. I believe you. I will. I believe you. I will try it. And I have a funny feeling it's gonna be great. And the same thing that happened on your first video is gonna happen. Yes, there will be hundreds of comments of like, this, you're selling out, you're not representing, and then you'll have a ton of people that tell you that this is huge and amazing, and you will impact and bring more good to more people. I'll try it. You will win the net game. The reason I've always won as an entrepreneur is I think in net score. Most people are worried about winning one to zero or losing one to zero. Mm -hmm. I'm worried about winning 11 to six. Yeah. That's what we just talked about. Everybody thinks it's one zero. Life is not one zero. Life is 11 to six. Yeah. And that's what a successful navigator of the opportunity is in my mind. Maybe that's why I drove nine hours from Michigan to here. I think so. To we want that. questions, guys. What What else? What? T- tell me the breakthrough video. We're gonna get some phone numbers right now and he's about to do a call, but before we get to this first call, everybody's got a breakthrough video. See, yeah. Was it the third video, the 19th, the first, the 5,000th? Like, when was the video that was like, oh, like, mm. what was your first viral video? It was actually school tips. School tips. Yeah, I remember it, it went like, it was the first video that hit like over a million. Yep. And I'm like, wait, like a million people And what were this. you getting up to that point? Um, 100,000, 50, 10? Not even 100,000, no, like less. 60s and 30s. Yeah. But and the thing about me, Gary, which is like, I even didn't understand at the beginning, my numbers were like skyrocketing. Yes. Like once people find me, they, they subscribe and then I passed everyone and I stayed number one from five million till now. Yes. So that's, I don't know, like don't, don't ask me about like, well, you, you and the audience connect with each other. Yeah, I feel like my audience, they know not everything about me, mind you. I don't of have course. Draw My Life no, video on my of channel. Of course, of course. But they know some things that they, like we connect. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Andy, let's do the first question. Nora, I really, really, really encourage you to, let me say this. I have a question. Yeah, That's we'll get to I, it, I we'll get my... to it. Uh, you shouldn't do, go ahead, you shouldn't do an English or an English-Arabic video because I'm saying so. You should do it because you want to try it. Mm-hmm. And if you do want to try it, then you should do it. Hello? Yeah. Hello, who's this? Cody. This is Cody. Yep. C- Cody, you're on with Gary and Nora. Please say hello. Hey, Gary, what's going on, man? Things are hey, going Nora. well. Hey, Nora, how's it going? Hi, how are you? What's your question, I'm good. Cody? Yeah, so, um, why well, I submitted a couple questions, but I guess I'll go with one. Whatever you want. Yeah, yeah, so um, I operate and own a restaurant full-time, and then also tomorrow me and a partner are starting a small business marketing agency, so I just want some tips on you know, staying motivated and uh, being accountable for myself um, so that I can uh, 
do both businesses and be, you know, make both, both of them successful. Sorry, a little nervous. No, don't worry, Cody. Uh, my, my question is the motivation part. I mean, why, yeah. why wouldn't you be motivated? Is my no, no, definitely, yeah, definitely motivated, but just I guess being accountable and staying. Are you wor- are you worried about juggling two things? That's more of it, right? 45, 50 hours at one job, and then hopefully with a new thing, twenty to twenty five hours a week. On I mean, that. it becomes and, and it becomes actual as long as you're hours. yeah, as long as you're, yeah. that's a really good point. As long as you're staying, look, when you're starting a new business, they're all productive. I think right. people don't understand that because figuring out what isn't working is almost as important as figuring out what is working. Cause you don't know, it's all new. Back to being creative in the beginning with videos. Yeah. So I think that that's, keep that in mind brother, that those 25 hours, 20 hours are all gonna be valuable cause you're learning. You've never done client services for small businesses. You understand? Right. Number yeah. two, I think as long as you're healthy and keeping yourself healthy and not burning out from the sheer amount of hours, then what you need to be figuring out is how do you balance sleep and escapism, like, do you need to watch the ball game? How much Fortnite do you need to play? What music do you need to listen to? There's kind of like, there's kind of like four, there's, to me it's kind of like three pillars, four here, you've got two businesses, there are pillars, then there's your own kind of health and happiness, like do you get enough exercise, sleep, right. and rest? So, and then the fourth one is escapism. Like, are, you know, a lot of times when people listen to me, they only read the headline. I don't want you to not not watch Netflix, I don't want you to watch Netflix if you're complaining and you're unhappy. If you're happy, like I watch the Jets every Sunday and there's nothing anyone can do about it. And I garage sale and I spent three and a half hours looking up sports cards last night on eBay. I need my escapism to make me tick. I'm just speaking to all the people that aren't happy. When you're not happy, you need to judge your leisure. Because when you're unhappy, your leisure is your escapism from your unhappiness. Yeah. Right, and so a little background. I, uh, a year ago I had open heart surgery, and so once I recovered from that, I kind of got to the point where it's all the stuff that I want to do, I need to do it now, you know? Yeah, I mean, so, open heart surgery at a young age, how old are you? Right, I'm uh, 31. Right, open heart surgery at 30 right. changes your perspective real quick. Right. Yes. Right, right. So I want to do all this stuff, and like my ultimate goal is to have a few businesses by 2025. Hey, Cody, um, your your ultimate yeah. goal has to be being happy. Yes. Right. Well, with that, I think that's that's it. I enjoy storytelling, and the reason why I'm doing marketing is you enjoy. I started it. doing a lot more marketing yeah. at the restaurant. Yeah. Listen. And I enjoy the storytelling listen. Aspect. You're you're talking yeah. to somebody who went through it. I thought I was right. building a wine business. What I was building was a storytelling platform that built a huge right. wine business. So I'm living what you're going through. Let me just say this though, because one of the things that I've seen from my friends, contemporaries, and business associates is when they have a near-death experience or lose a very significant loved one in their inner circle, they put this disproportionate amount of short-term pressure on themselves to get everything accomplished, and I've Mm -hmm. seen it become detrimental at times. So just be thoughtful of, it. you know, to me this is why the process and the journey and happiness need to be the pillars of our society. As long as even opening the business is the success, you are now playing with house money. The reason I'm so happy is I think I play with house money. Just being able to do the things that I'm doing is what I want to be doing, not if they end up being successful. Yeah. For sure, yeah, and I think, right, and I enjoy the process too, like building of the business, I think, and then building it to something like, just like you do, 
is fascinating for me and then wanting to build something else up again, right? And I think that's why I want to do the new thing. So because it's not so, that not that the restaurant's repetitive, but you know, I enjoyed making it successful, it's successful now. And then I want to take on something another challenge. It makes all the sense in the world. Listen, I'm gonna tell you right. something. Based on everything we just talked about, I would just not judge yourself. I think you've got all the okay. ingredients. I think if you're capable over the next three years to not judge yourself, for example, it's gonna be easier to get small businesses to use you for marketing than keeping them. Because small businesses don't spend a lot of dollars and it's hard to create real tractional like ROI in the short term and you're gonna land some clients pretty quickly off the success of your restaurant but then they're gonna fire you after six months. As long as you don't then, when you get fired by two clients in a week, look yourself in the mirror and say, I'm a failure, I wasn't able to keep two things going at once. As long as you're able to really balance the judgment against yourself, I have a feeling everything else I've heard from you, you're gonna be in a great spot. It is the one vulnerability, the over judgment on short term losses that are micro losses, not macro losses. Right, winning in the aggregate, yeah. 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 Good. Nora, anything to add or? Awesome. Okay. Well, well, I, I appreciate right it, Gary. You got it, Cody. Take care. Let's go to the next question. I have a question. Go ahead. You ask your so, question. You know, like I all I do is like create. Yes. That's what I know. Makes sense. I don't know. Like I, I try to study business and a lot of people tell me you should have another source of income. I don't know how, how does that work? Well, couple what's things. another source of income? Well, listen, you know you can start unlimited products, you could start unlimited services. You have unlimited opportunities. Yeah. You don't have to, though. This is what makes me laugh about people. Everybody thinks there's some sort of blueprint. You don't yeah. have to. First of all, to your point, just don't forget. Uh, let's actually let's use the both of us. I grew up always wanting to be a businessman. Mm-hmm. It never ran through my mind that I wanted to go to Hollywood. I never joined the drama team. I didn't speak. I got a D in speech. I got a D. This is a report card you've never had. I got a D in speech. I'm legitimately one of the oh real speakers God. in society and I got a D in speech. But I, but the internet created a world where I became known. So all the selfies and the notoriety is not how I thought about it. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that I know how to build businesses because I honed my skills in business. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to be business. Mm-hmm. And this became a secondary thing. For you, you always dreamed to be in Hollywood. You wanted to be creative and a personality or an actress or however you thought about it. You aren't required to start a beauty brand. You aren't required to start a fashion brand. You aren't required. Now, you may want to because Mm -hmm. it might be a fun new challenge. You're such a young woman. You may wake up in 10 years and say, I want a new challenge. You also may have somebody in your circle or somebody from the outside that you get to know over five years that you say you want to go in business with them and he or she always wanted to start a bottling water company or a sneaker brand. Yes. It's early for you. Really? Because I feel like the pressure, because I'm the oldest in the family yes. and I'm like responsible for a lot of things. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. I have a funny feeling that your ad revenue from YouTube is doing just fine. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Like, yes, it's good. I'm and sure I have sponsorships. Good. I'm I'm doing good. But that's what, what people say. You, these are not guaranteed. You should open a business that's guaranteed. And it's like I don't know what that's to do. That's just not true. I don't know like what Th- else to do. They're wrong. Your yeah. business is not guaranteed. Yeah. Uh, John Wayne was guaranteed to be famous, not guaranteed to be a good businessman. Yeah. Brad Pitt is guaranteed to be a, a famous person. 
He's not guaranteed to be a good businessman. It's not smart thinking. You may be capable of using the awareness you have in your audience to create businesses. Mm -hmm. You also might wanna triple down on being awesome with your audience so that other businesses give you money for sponsorship. Do you know how many people have shifted to selling t-shirts, hoodies, sneakers, candy, makeup, and are actually leaving money on the table and they're doing it for money because now they're monetizing their audience. Mm -hmm. Their audience has other options to go, Mm -hmm. so they're leaving them, Mm -hmm. their sponsorship dollars are going down, and they're not gonna build a successful bottled water company. Wow, that's why, you know I don't have merch. I never created merch. And people think I'm crazy for not doing that, and I was like, I don't believe in it. I don't want to create the something end. and people with the newer end. stars on the it. End. Like there are so many. Listen, it's fun to have the team here. We everybody sees us do cartoons, sneakers, cereal, like wine. People are like, oh my god, they do. Every, there are so many things that we have been working on for two years that never see the day of life. Yeah, but because with you, I, it's because, different. You're like this is your job. You create product. It, it's it's what I love yeah. and it's what I want to do. But even within it, if I don't feel where I'm going with it, mm-hmm. is if I don't feel good about it. Even if I felt good about it when we started, it, I have to feel good from the moment it's an idea in my head to the moment it, you, you're you're there's loving a, it. There's a funny story. Go ahead. <clears throat> Tyler okay. wanted to. Uh, we're gonna release a T-shirt. Gary is on board with it. Long story short, after four months, we show G the, the shirt. He's like, yeah, I'm not into it. We're not going to do it. Yeah. And Tyler was just devastated. <laughs> That's right. And because and I live what I preach. When I tell somebody the losses or the no's are as valuable as the I pay Tyler. Him spending four months on that is money I've lost. Yes. Like, you know, like, like I don't think people understand. My entire world, listen, one of the things that I'm quickly you know, intuitively I wanted you here but I'm quickly gaining insight to you. Listen to me, you're super young and I'm gonna use my leverage of you looking up to me right now. (laughs) Never, ever, ever do anything you don't believe in. It is the quickest way to start the process of losing everything you hold true. Yeah. That's my struggle now. It's like I don't wanna, I don't wanna do merch. I I don't believe in it. It's not a struggle. It's not a struggle. It's hard sometimes to say no. It's very hard to say think no. It's like, why? This is money you're leaving. Can it's I? Like, can I? Rem- let me give you a real good one that I like to use when somebody annoys me. Yeah. That's close to me. Yeah. Once in a blue moon, I if somebody's annoying me that I love, yeah. that I love, who's trying to get me to do something, I look them in the face and say, "You become Gary Vee and you do it." Oh, that's nice. So whoever's telling you to do it, you tell them. You go amass ten million subscribers and yeah. you do it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. Right, John? It's <laughs> yeah. good. It's good. Like once in a blue moon, if I get really good, rare, but like, like, like an Andy is close enough to me now. Brandon, my parent, like somebody really pushing me. I'm like, you do it. Yes. Oh my God. I have another question since you talked about your loved ones. Yes. What do you do for your loved ones that don't understand that you're that busy? They think you're just you're faking it or you don't want to spend time with them when you're really busy but they don't understand that. How do you deal with that? Because you're I communicate busy. with them. Like, how if they don't get it? By talking. Well, if they don't get it, that's on them. That's not on me. Yeah. Yeah. That's not my problem. Because like, you know how our life is busy and like they don't get it. They're like, why do you have to work that much? Because you're happy. It's, I love it. The end. Yeah. And I love them too but I love my job. I love what I do. So. Of course. And there's also moments in time. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you'll, you'll get to a place where there'll be for a three months, you not loving it as much, and you're missing your aunt, and you'll spend more time with her. 
that actually happened this Ramadan. I believe you. You know, every Ramadan, I have a goal of uploading at least 20 videos. Okay. Or like 20, 25. Okay. This Ramadan, I uploaded like seven, eight videos because I wanted you. to spend time with my family. Good for you. And people are like, what happened to Noor? Because like, once I uploaded 30 videos in Ramadan in one month. Have you ever uploaded in those scenarios a video that says, here's what's happened to me. I've been reading your comments. I just want to spend more time with my family. See I ya. uploaded yesterday, yeah, actually. That's it. It's the, it's the best. I announced our show and then I told them, I'm like, I'm really spending time with my family. Good that's why I'm that's away it. a bit. The end. It's yeah, call. another call. Listen, this is an inside game. You can do the call. There, anytime you pander to anybody's voice besides your own, it always ends up wrong. That doesn't mean not taking people's opinions and being thoughtful, but ultimately your decisions are yours. Yeah. Hello? Hey Robert, it's Gary Vaynerchuk. You're on the Ask Gary B Show with me and Noor. Hey, how's it going guys? Hi, doing well. how are you? I'm doing great. What's your question? Uh, my question, uh, Nora, it's for you. Um, you know, I've been in the U.S. since I was eight. Uh, my parents brought me here, and I'm an undocumented immigrant. I'm, I'm a dreamer. And uh, I, I just want to thank you first for talking out about dealing with fears of being lonely. And I just want to know, like, how you push through that fear, because I'm dealing with the fear of hiding, you know? Like, that's my, that, that's how I'm successful. I'm, I hide. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm, I, I want to break out of that, you know? How do you think about that? How do you think about breaking out of... Lo- well, his, his, his issue, and I don't know your situation, is being a dreamer at this point, like there's still unsettled business in America mm-hmm. on the dreamer situation. So his, right. his reality is he's got to play in the shadows a little bit while things get settled. Yeah, and so right. do it like this till you're ready to, or till like people know by themselves that you're successful. That's what I, that's what I did. Like I didn't tell anyone that I was doing social media till they found out by themselves. Right. And they said, oh my God, you're doing this and how you're doing this. So what you're doing, in my opinion, is correct because you're happy that way. You don't want people judging you and telling you and stopping you from doing it. So do it in the shadow till like, um, to like you're ready and or like they find out by themselves. Hey Robert? Yeah. I I'm going to take a little bit of uh, uh, I'm going to poke on this one a little bit yeah. in a good way, For I sure. think. I think this might I hope this brings you value, brother. Uh, one thing that I'm very passionate about is not dwelling on the reality of a situation. We are, right. you know, your reality is this is where we are right now in the current state of America and wh- how where you were born and how it all went down. That's not something you can control and to your point when you're in your situation, it's fearful and you feel completely out of control, I think, remind yourself that even people that are, let's say from your perspective, fortunate that they were born here, somebody who was born here in the last 10 minutes had their child die in a car accident. Somebody that was born here had a million dollars stolen out of their bank account by their drug addict aunt and will never get it back. Somebody lost their dad, somebody, you know, just got their blood work back and they're chronically ill in perpetuity and will be dying this year. Like, you know, the reality is, is this is your reality and it's not fun and I'm sure many people listening and outside the world have lots of judgments, but this is just you in your head. And one of the things you need to play, look, one of the reasons I'm super happy is I'm always prepared every day for my world to be shattered. I think every day, every day, like what happens if everybody that I love dies today in a 
crazy accident. And in a weird way, it makes me happy. And I think, I'm gonna give you a left field one, but one of the things that I would do, if you were my best friend, I'd probably say this to you every day. I would say, bro, just make pretend every day that you're not gonna live in America. Right. You know, because once that becomes more real to you, of living in Canada or Denmark or Brazil or all these other wonderful places, you know, once that becomes real to you, all of a sudden the thing that feels the scariest in the world loses some of its teeth. Oh, for sure. That's actually one of the coping mechanisms my wife and I use. Like, she, she lived in Spain and that's where she learned how to speak Spanish. And that was a big connection that her and I had that was that's that awesome. like, she knew Spanish and then so that's what we dream about that. Hey, if anything ever happens to me, go to Spain, you know? Yes, and uh, I just wanted to add something. I was like, my biggest fear was, you know, hiding. And then right after that was anybody knowing my secret. And the, the way I broke through that, or I'm currently breaking through that, is three years ago, I met this, uh, my mentor, Ryan Levesque. And... Um, I went to Ask Live and I stood up and I told everybody, uh, you know, a thousand people there that I was undocumented. And today, I'm in his new book, you know, like, there's, it, it's weird for me to know that there are thousands of people out there that know my secret now. Well, guess what, good news, you've now taken back the leverage. Yeah. And, and Spain's but, got amazing wine, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Brother, you've already, you've already won this game. I hope you realize it's not thousands. It actually means with internet, everybody. The second you right. get that through your head, it's gonna get even more fun. And, and, and that's what I'm dealing with, like the, the, that fear of hiding is so intensified because of that. A hundred percent, because right. now you've, but this is actually, no, but what's amazing is you've actually really won. What you've done is taking control it's you, you actually were not capable of dealing with the hiding, so you actually right. subconsciously exposed yourself, which puts you in a better spot. <laughs> the only thing left now is the knock on the door that you're not looking forward to. Exactly. I'm aware, bro. Listen, I- And it's because I, of my kids, you know? Of course, bro. Start getting your kids pumped about Spain. <laughs> Dude, we, we are, like, for real. Like, <laughs> I believe you, know, like, you, bro. Days ago, we were looking at houses. And bro, we're like, listen oh, to me. Yeah, listen to me. The, <laughs> the biggest thing that I'm hoping happens during this incredible era of openness, of communication, a lot, a lot of political unrest, and a lot of dealing with truth that society's going through, is that we it becomes one big game of not judging others. I'm sure, inevitably, with what you're right. going through, you're probably at the air, you know, you probably think about things a little bit like I do in some ways. You're probably at the coffee shop and you hear somebody complaining about the dumbest shit in the world and you're <laughs> sitting there saying, I would trade anything to be with you, switch with you, so For that sure. I, so I wouldn't have, it. but what you don't know is you think you wanna switch with that person, but that person's wife dies from a brain aneurysm the next day. I believe right. in what I'm saying. I think a lot of people are listening right now and saying, Gary, you're using such extremes. Fine, I'm using extremes. You know what scares me more than a lot of scary things like being undocumented or other things? What about the hidden mental health issues that everybody on earth is walking around with, right? Oh, totally. Like we just don't know anything about anybody else. And so all of a sudden, I don't know, me thinking that everybody else has it just as bad and just as good has kind of weirdly eliminated my ability to judge, which has just put me in such a crazy 
mental place that I'm desperate for everybody else to start at least flirting with. Like the second you think for a second that you wish you were somebody else, just remember, you don't know jack about them. Right. Yeah, no, yeah, 100%. That's actually, uh, the first thing you said earlier that you don't know that wow. you know, they, they're here but tomorrow they might lose their children. That was one of the things that Ryan went through uh, where he almost died and like he was never going to, you know, he, he came to terms with his mortality. That's what broke me out of my like hypnosis that my life was. That's was right. Like, oh, I'm not dying. If you know? every person that has a child, because guess what? I'd much rather die than have my child die. If everybody oh. in the world that has a child actually made pretend every day and felt it and were that connected with themselves that they could feel it of the loss right. of their child, the world would be a much better place. Totally. Yeah. All right, brother. Totally. Thank you. Thank you. Let's get another call in. Oh. I didn't understand his I know issue you didn't. because I know you of didn't. my. Uh, I, I know you didn't, which yeah. is why I jumped in and helped. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. I, I was like, I didn't. We're a team here. The Sorry. number you have dialed is. I love how you're like, I understand. Talk to me about being so big. So, how many subscribers do you have on YouTube? Uh, 11 something. Okay. 11.4 million. Yeah. Talk to me about the rest of your social media. How you thought about it. Did you feel insecurity that you were so big on YouTube and not as big in other places? Did that hold you back from starting things? How have other things gone? Obviously, you know, we've interacted a little bit on Instagram, so how's that the going? You have I was focused on YouTube for the longest time because I started on YouTube and I really love YouTube. Yep. And then I had Instagram, but I never cared. Like yes. I archived, or yep. archived or yep. a lot of pictures. It's just like random things yep. that I used to post. Yep. And last year, actually, when I took Instagram seriously, and I remember you followed me a year ago, I was like, a million and something or like almost two millions and when i really focused now i have like four point something so i believe when you're a creative person you can make it on, on a, i agree and instagram is very 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 important platform i agree has like, a lot of attention yeah. today today we don't know like if you were much older you would have dominated myspace yeah i mean it hello hello austin it's gary v you're on with Noor. hey gary v hey Noor. how you guys doing hi how we're well you? austin what's your question brother Oh, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm super excited you guys called me, actually. That's so awesome. Happy to do it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, my question, uh, I am 21 years old. I actually live right outside of Seattle, Washington, so just like Nora was saying earlier. Awesome. And uh, I um, had a question just uh, um, for Gary about um, what quality content is to you when you say that and also um, your opinion on influencer marketing. Uh, I think influencer marketing has just started and is nowhere close to dying or being passe. Mm -hmm. We have always taken other people's word of mouth and I think we are in the earliest, earliest stages of influencer marketing and I believe that the day I die in 100 years from now that influencer marketing will be part of it because word of mouth has always been a part of it. So early stages, some will rise, some will fall, quality will rise to the top, there'll be more long tail, I believe that the kids that are eight years old now that aspire to be influencer marketers may not end up getting to normalized level, but it might be a side hustle that they always have. That every average dad, every average dad in the world at 41 years old, that's nine year olds now, will be in play to get a $50 gift certificate or a free item to post on their Instagram or YouTube of the day right. 32 years from now, because that's actually how right. it's always worked. So that's that. As far as quality, brother, you know, Quality is completely subjective and the audience speaks. So for me, it's only the audience. However, it starts with me and what I want to make. 
which is exactly what I was pushing Nora about 15 to 20 minutes ago. Right. She knows right. what the audience wants. She's gotten so big now that she's only making what the audience wants. So, right. I know. That's right. And so I want her to take the next step in her career, so now I'm trying to push her to put out what she wants. My audience does, did not want, by any indication, garage sale videos. My audience, by any indication, right. did not want baseball card videos. It didn't want parenting advice. It didn't want relationship advice. It didn't want business advice. My first five years was putting out a video on YouTube every day of the week, from 2006 to 2011, five days a week, excuse me, and I only made wine videos. And the first business right. video I started making, people left comments saying, stay in your lane, wine boy. You get that too, oh my God. Everybody gets that forever. Well, yeah, when you do something on, new. on to that because, because I'm curious. Uh, you know, being 21 as a real they estate were right. agent, can you think of some, some practical ways that I can yes. actually use? Yes, I think that you should make, yes, I think you should make a video about every business in town. Okay. You're a real estate broker? Yeah, uh, yes sir. You're trying to sell people homes in a certain area, right? Yes. If you become the voice that understands every small business, every teacher that goes to the school district and teaches the kids, every pothole on Main Street, every history lesson of the subway store that's been there since 1947, if you become the social media mayor of your area and local newspaper of your area, you will become the number one retail realtor in your area. You have unlimited content, bro. Until you review every single business and every single public space and every single street and tree and flower and teacher and firefighter and public servant, until you interview every single one of them, you have unlimited content. Great advice, man. <laughs> I know, now the question is, are you gonna execute on it? Yes, I you know I I listen to you a lot, Gary, and I appreciate you know, it. I, I feel like I feel like you've said it before too. Like I've already said all this stuff. Like at this point, I'm just saying the same thing over. You know, until people can kind of get it more, and maybe a different piece of content will hit people different. And that's why. Ways. And that's why. And that's why I believe in access. The reason I'm giving you access to me right now is maybe you have watched the fact that I said be the mayor of your town in real estate from a real estate video in 2011, which I did. And here we are eight years later, maybe you consumed it three years ago or last week, but the fact that you have access and we're having this connection right now, this might be the way you right. need to hear it. Yeah. I don't get to judge right. how, like that's my big thing with my audience. People ask me all the time, especially good friends in her circle, they're like, bro, aren't you tired of saying the same Like if they don't get it, let it alone. I'm like, you're audacious. I'm like, you have nothing to right. tell the world. I have something to tell the world. I need this. This makes me happy. I want to leave a legacy. I like positive reinforcement. And if that means I have to say the same thing until the day I die in 84,000 different ways over 800,000 different days, then I will do that. Because I don't get to judge how you consume it, bro. I just have to keep putting it out in different ways. And access to the audience is one of the biggest ways I know how. No influencer wants to do it because it's hard. It's not scalable, they think. I think it's the most important. Right. Yesterday I was three canceled flights, had to go back through customs because I was in Canada, <laughs> and that was the worst. Like you get kicked off the plane and then you have to wait in customs for 40 minutes. And what do I do while I'm waiting for my car? I go on Instagram Live and provide more value. I also happen to yeah, be running you, you a $200 million dollar company with a thousand employees. <laughs> yeah. 
So anyway, that's the answer, brother. Yeah, thank you, Gary. You thank you, it. Nora. I appreciate it. Thank you. Nora, everybody's uh, calling you Nora. Does everybody do that? Nora? Yeah. yeah. It's easier for them, but my name is Nora. I'm aware. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I'm asking. <laughs> right, Sinan? Sinan. Do you know it's, I called Sinan, Sinan, or Sinan? Sinan yes. for two and a half years. Oh my God. And then we were in a car together. He's like, by the way, one last thing. We're having this meeting. He goes, you don't pronounce my name right. I'm like, what the f***? told me you're the first one here that pronounced my name right. I'm well, like, Well, you've maybe. got the, you've, yeah. Yeah, I mean, because we're Middle Eastern. Of course, your tongue goes that way. Yeah. You should see when I get going with Russian. I can really f- drill it. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this? This is Manal from Dubai. Manal? Oh, yeah, yeah. I know Manal. Manal from Dubai? Hopefully it'll connect. We'll wait a few more seconds. The number you have dialed is not in service. Try one more time. Um, did you did you get your question off that you had written, or did I you have did, something? I, let's did? see. They have more. Like, okay, so I have a question that I really like. A lot of people asked it. It's um, what uh, you say for people who have unsupportive parents, like par- their parents doesn't support them. What about it? Yeah. What about it? What What's your advice to them? To respectfully not listen to them. Really? Yeah. yeah. Parents love their children. Yeah. And a lot of parents, um, and especially in non-American cultures, but in America too, they do it in a different way, uh, treat their kids like products. Yeah. And, and, and also feel like their kids are a huge reflection on them, yeah. which is where it breaks down. Yes. But ultimately, from what I've observed, I believe that most parents are unbelievably proud of a child when they are successful in not listening to their parents. And so you win either way. Here's why, I'll explain in a minute. Hello? Hello. Hello, it's Gary, how are you? Hi Gary, oh my God, this is like one of the best days of 2019 already. I love it, say hello to Noor. Hi Noor. Hi Manal, how are you? I'm very good, Habibti. Habibti, thank you. Eid Mubarak in advance. Eid Mubarak, alayna wa alayki hayati. Hell yeah. Thank you. What can we answer for you? Okay, so one direct question. So as a woman in the Middle East, I yes. find it so hard to maintain my sort of like no fuck given attitude because <laughs> I come off as a, as a bitch basically all the time when I stand up for myself or when I tell the truth, or when I achieve so much that people are so scared of me, and what I find happening is that my circle keeps getting smaller and smaller, and then no one is there to cheer on for me. Stop listening to those, stop listening, stop listening to those insecure dudes. Yeah, it's, I totally understand what you say, because I've been through the same thing. Of course you You guys have. You gotta ignore them. And that's it. You can't do anything. They're very, they're just insecure. I have I had a boy that I liked, and he told me I don't know how to deal with you. You're I don't, I don't know what ben, to do with you. I'm 39. I'm still single because everyone finds me, you know, intimidating. And I'm like, dude, yeah. I would love to get with you. Just give me a chance to, you know, to get to know me. You know, I'm not just all about the social media bling bling. All these marathons and mountains. There's a human being behind all these successes. Look, it ta- listen to both of you and to me and to everybody. The answer to all, if we're going on personal relationships, yes. and if we're talking, if we're ragging on insecure boys, which is the dominant percentage of boys, and by the way, the dominant percentage of girls, yeah. it takes two to tango, right? So, the reality mm-hmm. is, to your point, there you probably stumbled across a ton of insecure guys who can't handle an alpha woman, 
But as you know, mm-hmm. and I know hundreds of them, let alone tens of them, I know intimately hundreds of alpha women who have found many men who are able to handle that. So what I would say is a couple things. One, of course, there's a staggering amount of people that are insecure and can't deal with an alpha woman. By the way, there's a lot of women that can't handle alpha guys, even though it's more common mm-hmm. and we see that, we all look at that. However, mm-hmm. you also have to be thoughtful about if you're at a place now, it's just, you know, listen, you come across from me from afar and even the way you're even talking right now, the biggest question you have to yeah. figure out is how happy or unhappy are you about it? Mm-hmm. One of the things that I think is gonna become a very fascinating conversation over the next century is does one need to become married, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like my biggest question for you is how happy are you right now? That's the question. Am I supposed to answer that right yes, away? Yes, you are. I'm very, very um, like proud of my achievements, but then they do not tick the society, Arab society's boxes, and that's why sometimes I feel unhappy. Like, you know, I always say, when I share a picture of me finishing a marathon or climbing a mountain in our WhatsApp group to my mom, sometimes I don't receive a response. They don't even say, well done. They just, you know, they didn't get it. Listen, let me phrase, let me phrase. Like, brother's kid. No, you're right. Listen, let me phrase. I don't get it because I'm not a Middle Eastern woman. And but back I to I get it. Of course you do because you guys can connect on that. Thank you. But, but you'll appreciate this and I think this is something we all have to do. None of us get the other person if you don't go through that experience, but that goes for everybody. The reason I get it, I'm going to say it again. This is a very micro thing. Nor listen to me. I am 43 years old. Yeah. In 1985, 18, 1989, 1992, when you got D's and F's, the entire world said you were a loser. Yeah. There wasn't a single person. Yeah. Kids don't grow up with that now. Now there's entrepreneurship. Yeah. So, so like my whole life has been misunderstood. Most, do, you, do, you, do you ladies know that almost everybody in the advertising world, the business I'm in, thinks I'm a charlatan and completely full of like, like everybody has pushback. I, when I'm called a charlatan or a snake oil salesman, have to be thoughtful of, do they have any point? I process it and then I move on. And I think what you need to think about is, listen, nobody will ever convince me that there's not one. You can tell me 98% of people see it that way, but you will never convince me because mm-hmm. I've seen it too many times. Mm-hmm. There's always one. What are you doing about it to put yourself in a position to find that one is the biggest thing that you can mm-hmm. focus on. Really, yeah. you can't focus on other people. Okay. Nobody else, I, I have no interest in convincing or forcing anyone else to be anything. I focus on myself mm-hmm. and then I say yes or no mm-hmm. based on me. And that's what you need to do in this scenario. Yeah, and don't let the pressure make you make wrong decisions, you know? sure. That's the most important thing. Yeah, I mean, look, you know. Yeah, I just find it very hard to stay on track with all these people telling you negative. Them. Like, I'm the biggest fan. Them. I'm a human being at the end, you know? Them. 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 Like, 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 and by the way, if you're, if anybody's listening and they're struggling with that, that's on you. It's them, comma, get your together yeah like living your life based on other people's opinions is the quickest way to live an unhappy life yes and 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 when you're and when you have audiences like the three of us do you can't take the good without the bad Mm -hmm. you love the positive reinforcement you love the comments that say you're the greatest and you changed their life you then have to accept Mm -hmm. that people are going to say you're a piece of that's the cost of the game yeah 
Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. how I do it. L- listen, like, like, you know, like all of us are being judged. And, and in different <clears throat> times and different spaces, I'm, I'm very similar genetically to my great-grandfather, right? Mm-hmm. He just happened to be born mm-hmm. in Soviet Russia as a Jewish man, mm-hmm. which meant he was mm-hmm. ridiculed and beat up and put in jail for 11 years. Yeah. I was wow. born in America where I didn't have to deal with that. So obviously I have a different scenario mm-hmm. and obviously we're different, I'm sure, no, no two are the same, but mm-hmm. we can only deal with our realities. There, you know, there's no changing our realities. What you need to focus on is none of the outside and only on the inside. Put yourself in a position to find what you're looking for instead of dwelling on what the outside is not giving you. 100%. A hundred. Thank you, Gary. You, you understand? Because Love every it. second you think, oh, my culture doesn't get it. Oh, these guys don't get it. Oh, that boy I like doesn't get it. Every second you're spending on that, you're not spending on getting what you want. You're wasting your time. Mm-hmm. And if you think he mm-hmm. doesn't get it, then that's it. He's gone. Don't waste your time on him. You know what I find? Mm-hmm. Something like mm-hmm. we waste a lot of time thinking that it's going to work and it's not going to work. When they tell you, or like they show signs that it's not gonna work, that's Get it. Out. X and then next, you move on with your life. And that's how you don't waste your time, Manal. It's having conviction without being delusional. Yeah. Stick to your uh-huh. guns, but make sure you're listening to the feedback. I always think I'm right until enough people tell me I'm wrong. Not a couple. Yeah, but what's you... enough? Like how much is enough though? Like uh, how do you quantize that? Enough is Quantify. when a bunch of people that don't have any vested interest have a thought mm-hmm. and I respect their thought. Like the reality is, for me enough is like almost everybody. Like thousands, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. because otherwise I'm gonna stick to my guns. I think the, big, the bigger question though, that's three more of a business answer. In relationship answers, it's one. Mm-hmm. Every time I sensed my whole life that somebody wasn't interested in me, I didn't spend any time on it. Yes. I, I'll be very honest mm-hmm. with you, I never chased a single girl because I'm like, because I was like excited. Oh. And I mean this, because I was like, I was like, <laughs> Gary V. No, but I but 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 everybody sees everybody sees the end. Nobody saw the process. Yeah. Nobody in my high school or college thought I was gonna be Gary V. I thought I was gonna be. And that's the point. Mm. Yes. That's the point. Yes. You know how much happiness I have that every girl that ever knew that I had some interest that didn't have interest now has to deal with the ramifications. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. It's a delicious Love taste. It. All right, I gotta get out of here. Thanks for the call. Nor I adore you. You get to ask the question of the day. What question do you have for the audience? For the audience? Yes. Oh my God. If, uh, what's stopping you from following your dream? Like Great the question. dream that you yes. really want to do. What's stopping you? And I never jump in on question of the day as my team knows, but you just asked such a great question and it was such a great podcast, show, episode. Tell the truth. Even if you have to create a fake account so your parents or sibling yes. or spouse or children don't see it, create a fake account, a burner, and tell the truth. Actually saying the truth out loud impacts humans tremendously. Yeah. Nor, thank you so much. Well. Thank you, thank you Such so much. Such a pleasure, much. you were amazing. Oh. You keep asking questions, we'll keep answering them. Bye. The incredible Nor stops by on today's episode. Awesome. Oh my God, that was amazing. Thanks guys for listening. Please, please, please share the podcast and make sure you've subscribed because a bunch of you aren't subscribed and more importantly, a bunch of you listen every day and haven't told your friends it's the best podcast in the world. I'm watching. (laughs) Have a great day.